Hey, Jake's back and he's got his own show. He's on the mic and he's ready to go. Noodle on his left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Mm. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everyone? It's now been teased for probably a little over a month now, even. Football season is pretty much amongst us. Can you believe it? We are joined by... Wake and Jake legend, Justin Pennick. Wow. Thank you. Talking Giants, talking football. Yeah, a little JM football. Come on, Marchand. Mm-hmm. Oh, we talked about Soft. this. Oh, you talked about it? My guy Tommy was so mad. Like, read, it, read an email. Um, Tom probably didn't want me to say that. Anyways, um, and with uh, John Boy Media doing a little more football this year. Chris yeah. Rose, you boys are deep diving more mm-hmm. uh, into more of the football landscape along with your New York football giants. Yep. And Justin Panic, I told you today because you, uh, you like the analytics side of football that's developing, some mm-hmm. of the advanced stats, um, and with just the realness of what football is and, and what it's doing. And you're, you enjoy some fantasy to a degree. Mm-hmm. We're talking about that, and I wanted to do player stuff with you. I'm, I'm seeing. Um, I'll be full disclosure with you, because you know now that you and Chris Rose share real estate. Yes. I think. I think next week for next Wednesday, I think we're gonna have Rosie and do a lot of just teams yeah. and what what he's hearing and what he likes and that stuff. For you, I I want to do some of that because I know you have a little bit of a sneaky Super Bowl pick. I don't know how much of that Ooh. is in in the ether. Um. But, you know, I, I want to talk about a lot about the guys because I feel like you're deeper into that world of, you know, I, what analytics are used for in baseball and any, any sport now is kind of the projecting. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure you've got some guys that you're high on this year, some guys you're low on this year, and we'll tie it into the beautiful world of fantasy football because all of us get sucked in. As I just told you, I'm in four leagues. I'm passionate, Huge. I'm passionate about one and a half of them. Uh, that's probably low. It's probably two and a half. I love an auction draft, so that's that one I'm just sucked into. But that's for another time. Justin Pennick, how are you? I'm very, very good. Um, I have my, as of right now, my one and only Fantasy Football League draft this Friday. I'm hoping okay. that I can get, we have an office one, hoping I can kind of finagle. Force myself into it next Wednesday. Um, now, Hear, hearing rumors that you're making good progress, making good progress. Now, I said to some, you know, some people that are out there right now, I said they're putting up to a vote on if they want to add mm. 13 and 14 teams because right now there's 12 teams. Mm. So I said I can take this as if it's a no. I could take this as people don't like me, right? <laughs> Which right. is like red flag. Also, <laughs> I can take it as. They're scared of my football knowledge. Yes. Which that that is also a possibility. So I could be in two leagues. Um, so I kind of even want to use this conversation too to, you know, I want to hear about some of your Bronx because uh, I don't really have a, a strong opinion on the, the the three wide receivers that that got going yeah. on over there. Obviously, Russell Wilson, you know, <laughs> it, it, 
it's like if it's a if it's a good get in the middle of the draft every year, I feel like you kind of you kind of want to do it. Um, but you know how are we feeling about these wide receivers, how are we feeling about this Broncos offense, this Broncos team, et cetera, et cetera. Because a lot of a lot of what you know, you you look at fantasy football and certain players. It's like this guy's really talented, but he's on like the Texans. Yeah. Um, he's on a really bad deal. The Falcons. Kyle Pitts on the Falcons. Like I'm staying, you know, that's a stay away guy because he's on the Falcons. So we're going to talk about it. I'm excited. Well, let's, I, I guess we can do that quick. You are a Giants fan. We, mm-hmm. can get, we can get a little Giants and I, I will give you a little Broncos off the rip. And, and some of it will tie into fantasy mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I will say this. I think the AFC West will be the best division in football this year. Yes. Um, the AFC West plays the NFC West, and I'm really, really excited for that too. Yeah, I, I I'm interested to see. I mean, NFC West. I'm. I mean, Seattle should be in a dark place. In a, a dark place, place. They haven't been in. You a still long have time. San Fran and, and and Arizona in there. So um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for those two teams. And though you know, whenever they, I'm excited for any time the AFC West plays the AFC West, yeah. and then especially when they play the NFC West too. Kyler Murray kind of broke me last year. Uh, that's for another time. My Broncos, uh, Russell Wilson at quarterback. I love Russ. He's still got more in the tank. Uh, sometimes with the quarterbacks, we, especially now that Brady and Rodgers age-wise are throwing everything off, mm-hmm. um, Russell's still 33. Like, even even if those guys weren't their own sort of freak show, like, Russell Wilson's 33. Yeah. I, I know he's got, got a more, lot of good ball left. He's got the more compact body. That's fine. Uh, same. Uh, Russell Wilson, go look since Peyton Manning, the quarterbacks they have been running out there. Mm-hmm. I, I heard, I heard someone say that their streak, I think the last five years of quarterback has an argument for like the worst streak of QB yeah. play. And even when they won history. the Super Bowl with Peyton, yeah, he didn't have it, <laughs> Just but I mean, football. it was still like he knew football, so it worked yeah. enough. Anyways, I, I think I'm excited to see Russ. I'm excited to let Russ cook. Um, and dude, I, I've been tough on the Broncos in past years. Their offensive line has been not great. Yeah. Um, middle of the road this year. They got a lot of young guys. I think that also comes with not having quarterbacks that are strike fear in you. Like, I, I think Russell Wilson, A, being a smart quarterback that's been around the league for a while, um, and B, you know, the escapability I don't think scares teams with Russ anymore. But him being at quarterback, you know, Tom Brady can play with any yeah. O-line because he gets the ball out yeah. almost instantly. I'm not saying that with Russ. Um, I love their running backs. I think Javante Williams is going to be one of the breakout players of this year when we talk some fantasy. more fantasy. I think he's going to be a first-round pick next year. You are the you are the fourth person. Javante Williams wasn't really on my radar because pass-heavy offense, like let Russ cook, right? Yeah. But you know if he's getting work out of the you know if he's getting work out of the receiving game too, um, that's a very very different story. So you are like the fourth person now to bring up Javante Williams to me. I, so I a week ago, style. I had I had my main fantasy draft got got him in. In a fairly early round, All right, good. I, I was ske- I was skeptical of him last year. Mm-hmm. I was I was like, you know what? I I don't think the QB play is going to be there. He, uh, I I don't know. I Melvin Gordon, I I sneaky love, not as necessarily a fantasy option, but just who he is. Yeah, um, for you know, the team. I feel like we've written Melvin Gordon's football funeral a couple times, and mm-hmm. he's still out there doing it, and yeah. he still gets some tough yards. Um, and I think. Watching Javante just, like, beat him out and become that. Uh, now with Russ, and I think part of Denver's plan this year is going to be trying to preserve Russ because mm-hmm. of, you know, some of the injuries in past years. And you want him to live throughout the contract, too. You'd Bottom like line. Yeah. Ideally. Got so, him for a bit. Yeah. I, 
I think their offense has been super talented. I I hated that Noah Fant was in that trade to Seattle because if he was here, I would be saying kind of nutty yeah. stuff about the Broncos' offense. The Broncos are going to be good this year. I'm afraid of their division and their end of schedule. Uh, the Broncos finish up. Uh, I was just. And they also play in the toughest division in football. They play in the toughest division, and these are their last six games. So picture this: like, you know, the Broncos, if if they come in 500, which they kind of were. Down the stretch last year before Teddy Teddy Two Gloves got hurt. Mm-hmm. These are their last six games. At Baltimore. Tough. Hosting Kansas City. Tough. Hosting the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. At the Rams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the Chiefs. And then they finish hosting the Chargers. That's, that's really tough. So, if you have concerns about Russ holding up, which is half fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's... I don't know. You have any quarterback that time of the year, you may have some concerns about them holding up. And then those six teams, I'm just afraid, if you're the Broncos, you almost need to come into those final six games with a, a nine and math pod. Nine and four record? 17 nine games. F- nine and five? 17 games. So I'm, I'm, leaving that, I'm leaving that in your hands. I can't. Can't do it. I'm not there. They right need now. to set themselves up in a good spot. They need to be really good really early, yeah. and it's still Russ's first year, and the Broncos just yeah. haven't done it in a while. That so. is a really tough end of the schedule. That's and tough, I was, And I was looking at I, I love looking at I really started doing this this year, especially when I'm, you know, I'm going to kind of use this year as a little bit of an experiment. I love looking at Sharp football analysis. Um, he does, like, his own strength of schedule, not just based Warren on... Warren Sharp? Uh, Warren Sharp, okay. yeah. I mean, he tweets out dumb stuff sometimes, but I love hey. <laughs> I love the, you know, his book and his, and his stats. Uh, true, been there. But um, he does, like, strength of schedule stuff that's also related to, like, net rest and if you're coming off of primetime okay. games, traveling different time zones, things like that. Um, and he has the Broncos playing in a very... With that difficult stretch to end the season... Um, plus playing in you know the toughest division in football, still has the Broncos as like exactly middle of the pack road schedule. I'm sure they're benefiting from you know whatever place they finished last year in the AFC West. They're benefiting from that schedule that they're getting that they probably won't benefit from next year. So um, what makes you feel good though? Like if I'm a Bron- if, you know if I'm Jake Jakey's Bronx, I'm feeling good about finishing the season like that instead of starting it because okay. you know new head coach, new system, new quarterback, new you know a lot of new stuff. It's going to take time to kind of gel. So hopefully by November, when that schedule cooks up, the team's really cooking. They got everything down. Russ is cooking, and and that's the other thing. I mean, who who knows? You know, if if um if something you know the Chiefs, a lot of people aren't high on the Chiefs this year. If if something happens to them, or or say injury, which could happen to any mm-hmm. team, and the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs, you know, those two games against them at the end of the year yep. could be a blessing. So. Yep. That's that's the football game, and they open with the Seahawks, which in Seattle. Oh, of course. But yeah, I mean that's and NFL. The, the, the NFL. NFL. Is, the NFL is just so very clever. Good. Very <laughs> clever. Monday night in Seattle, Russ returns. Oh, and of course it just has to set up what the AFC. Well, no, like so yeah, funny. like I said, the AFC and the NFC play each other once every four years, and of course it just right. has to line up that. This is the year that he's traded to the Broncos. Football so. makes it work sometimes. Uh, so that was a little a little Broncos talk. All right, early. so I'm I'm feeling so let, you know we yeah. can even bring it back to fantasy a little. Sure. Bit. Um, KJ Hamler drops the ball a lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> you hate uh, that. Which 
I think anybody I should hate, hate that. that. Um, hate but he that. has a lot of talent. He has a lot of talent. Has a lot of big play potential. He's coming out of the slot. I'm definitely a lot more comfortable with Jerry Judy. I feel like Jerry Judy and Russ can have that connection. I think they'll have it early on. Um, you said that teams don't fear Russ's escapability. I think I kind of disagree with that. They may not fear him as a runner. Yes. But where Russell Wilson does his damage is when the play breaks down and then, you know, you have a, the Eberflus. What's, what's the Broncos coach's name? What is it? Um, Eberflus. What'd you call me? Uh, new Broncos coach. Um, you know, he's, he's coming from the Nathaniel Green Bay. Daniel Hackett. Nope, that's, that's it. Nathaniel Hackett's coming from Who, Green Bay. You're thinking of, is there a Nate Everflus? I think there is. Yes, it's probably a backup quarterback. Um, <laughs> Hackett's coming from the Packers, and, you know, what did Rodgers do? I mean, that's just what Rodgers right. is known for. When stuff breaks down, rolls outside the pocket, throws the ball 40 yards down the field. And that's what when Russ is right and when Russ is creating those explosive plays, that's what he's doing. So um, I think him and Judy are going to have that best kind of connection to start. I'm interested to see that because, you know, Jerry Judy, like I've talked about with some of the Broncos stuff, you have to throw a lot of it out the window because their QB play have truly been so bad. I have to give Cortland Sutton credit. I, I was nervous about him coming out. Um, he's a stud. He's a yep. beast. And a lot of people love him in fantasy this year because they think he's going to have a ton of red zone targets. Mm -hmm. He's going to be that mm -hmm. guy, and that translates to points, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know what to do with that. I, I could see Jerry Judy easily outplaying Sutton, um, but uh, without Noah Fant, too, and Russ, and if he's if you're the big yeah. guy in the red zone, sometimes that can just translate Here's easily. the consolation. Okay. Matt Eberflus is the head coach of the Bears, by the way, so good job, mm -hmm. Nate. Okay. <laughs> At least I got a head coach right. Um, consolation. Yeah. Russ has never really had a tight end that he's super right. relied on. It's true. And the Packers. You know, you're coming, you have a head coach that's coming from the Green Bay also thinking. Pack. um, The yeah. Packers and Aaron Rodgers have never had a tight end that's been, what, Jermichael Finley's like the last really, really good tight end that you yeah. would consider, and he wasn't even that fantastic to begin with. So that's the consolation. You've got to run, if you can have running backs and catch the ball out of the backfield too, I feel like that kind of coincides as, you know, Russ's check down. If he wants to go to the check down, that's yeah. either built in the middle of the field or on the sidelines. That's what those running backs can serve. I like that. Um, let's do, you know what? We're in wide receivers. Why yes. not? Why not do some wide receivers? Mm -hmm. at, at the top of the charts this year, it's Cup and Jefferson, and it's the, it's the classic debate of can Cooper Cup replicate that magical season? Right. Um, and there's a lot of arguments. Yes, the fun side of it is kind of the... This is a classic uh, a case. It's not analytics. I was going to say that. But this is... Uh, regression is always the word in fantasy football. That's a buzzword. Regression for Cooper Cup. How tough is it to replicate that season while projecting Justin Jefferson, yeah. who their head coach comes over from the Rams, and now Justin Jefferson should be in the Cooper Cup role Yes, that people are projecting him to do that. So I think that's just a fun conversation. If you're in a position in your draft where you're drafting one of those guys, I mean... It's an ice cream flavor. You want to talk about know. top of the board? I kind of want to talk about top of the board. Let's like, talk what do about you do? The top of the board. Oh, yeah, you have, sleep, you have sleepers and stuff like that. Um, what do you? You hate Jonathan Taylor. You no, hate McCaffrey. No, but if McCaffrey not on my not on my board, yeah, I'm not doing it. Just I don't, pure injury just or what? Yeah, man. It, it's just uh, I pulled a yeah, man. How do you like that? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. I get to throw you up. <laughs> oh, can't do that. No, um, can't. It's sorry, it's out. It's done. But McCaffrey, like, I'm drafting fifth. Um, in my league on Friday. Okay. McCaffrey is not on my board. So I'm drafting fifth. But even if I had the second pick, I would draft Justin Jefferson. 
Really? He's that good, man. Yeah, you're there? He's, okay. He's that, he is that good. Um, and not that the system that you know they had over there with Mike Zimmer, who I loved. I love Mike Zimmer um, as a coach. Um, it's funny how you know he was a defensive coach that the last couple of years just couldn't get his defense in line. But no matter what coordinator he brought, I mean, with Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and whatever wide receivers they had, you know, they had Diggs, they had Thielen there. Um, you know, they were, they were an explosive offense and they put up points every single year. Um, the COVID year kind of screwed them up a little bit. I'm a big Viking. I'm a big Vikings guy. I think okay. they're kind of a dark horse to maybe make the playoffs this year, Man. but Justin Jefferson, 88 receptions, his, his rookie year, right? 70% catch rate rookie year. And then 108 catches on 167 targets, 1600 yards, 15 yards per reception, 10 touchdowns. I mean, that is just an insane, that is the best two years, has to be the best two years, first two years for a wide receiver, like in NFL history. And the dude is, what is he? He was 22 last year. Is he even 23 yet? He is 23, just turned 23. I'm nervous. I feel like a lot of people are drinking the Vikings Kool-Aid this year. Um, from a lot of the places I've listened to, they're kind of a lot of people's dark horse. Mm -hmm. Um, Justin Jefferson, a lot of Kirk Cousins isn't bad, which is a whole conversation and he's not bad, but he's also not good. Right. Um, I liked Mike Zimmer. I I know at the end it, it, it obviously wasn't pretty and that's part of the reason he's not there anymore. Defenses were just flat out bad. Yeah. But I, I think as a head coach, I liked what he represented and who he was Mm -hmm. that bringing in a new head coach. Uh, I think there's just as much of a wild card factor as the Viking season going the other way as mm-hmm. it going well. And I, I, I'm almost fading the fade at this point that I think too many people are kind of drinking the Vikings Kool-Aid. This has nothing to do with Justin Jefferson. Right, He's right, a freak right. show. Um, but just them as a team, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little nervous about. Um, where, um, so if you go down, we'll, we'll go off the ESPN rankings on the Let's wide receiver that. list. And uh, a lot of it, you know, Cup, Jefferson, uh, I, I guess the next tier is that Chase, Adams, Diggs, uh, maybe you get CeeDee Lamb in there. Or is, mm-hmm. do, when, you, when you hear those names, who's kind of your, your no-touch and who's your, your touch, please? Touch, touch, please. Yeah. Jamar Chase is in the running for me for being in the fifth pick as well. Like if, Jefferson, okay. if Jefferson's gone, if he goes, if he goes like Jam- I'm, I'm considering Jamar chase with the, you know, with that fifth pick and Jamar chase, according to ESPN, they have him ranked as six. I, I go off a different, a, a different board. I have my own draft board this year. That. Um, mm. you know, I, I use a, Are you I subscribe release that to, to the public. Well, BDGE. Um, okay. like I, I, big dogs got to eat their fantasy football company yeah. that mm. I'm, that I'm friendly with. I'm staying away from Debo. Like, yeah. like I have Debo like in, in, in my, Debo. in my spreadsheet, like I have him down and like in clo- closer to the thirties and ESPN okay. has him at 11, okay. which is a very, very big difference. Um, yeah. really like I hate just solely the regression argument just for the sake of regression. And again, I feel, I feel like that's a buzzword in the fantasy football community, which the fantasy football community is a wild place. It have really you, is, have man. you dipped your toe into looking at some of it? So it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. And I, I think what's happened now, now that Matthew Barry is doing his own thing, I think mm-hmm. there's no there's no tribal chief. You're, yeah, you're right. Like, I think Matthew Barry was the, the, like, you know, end of the day, you'd bend the knee to Matthew Barry. He, mm-hmm. He'd been in the game forever. He was the guy. Now that he's doing his own thing, it feels like the Wild West out there. I'm, yeah. I'm always shocked. That I go, I'll go to find a fantasy football podcast, and there's not like a, oh. Right. You know, no, I, you're right. I, I'm. I. It just. It surprises me a little bit, and I don't know. I don't know what that is. Yeah. 
So mm. Debo, I'm kind of off. I think for the sake of his contract, he got the big contract. He got the big money. Again, another guy, another guy that you want to see him to the end and them just using him the way that they used him last year. Running back, wide receiver, him touching the ball so much, especially you know getting those carries as a running back, taking all those hits inside the box. I think they're going to use him a little bit more as a more conventional wide receiver, which is fine. Yeah. But again, fantasy football is one of those things where it's just a game of where you draft the guy. Yeah. The game of, of, where, of value, where you draft him and the value, it's the value. value that you get. So Debo being that high, I'm kind of staying away from. Devontae Adams being drafted that high, I'm kind of staying away from. Like they have him 13th. So why I'm, I'm like more in on taking a wide receiver, even if I had a second pick in a draft, I'm taking Justin Jefferson. I'm in on that because you see how high a lot of wide receivers are this year. So get one of the cream of the crop guys. Yeah. And then you take a look at the running backs, truly that, believe in. running backs that could be available in that second and third round, and you feel kind of good about them being RB1 for you, which usually in past years it has been take your two running backs and then worry about the rest. Where this year I feel like everything is kind of flipped. Cooper Cup being so reliable, Justin Jefferson being so reliable, Jamar Chase, those three guys mm. seem like kind of slam dunks. Even Stefan Diggs towards the latter end of the first round I think is a slam dunk pick a lock to almost get you 100 receptions, you know, multiple touchdowns. Touchdowns are yeah. kind of unpredictable. But if you're in a PPR, Stefan Diggs, at the end of the first round, I'm got, taking him. And then I got him in the back. second in my draft Huge. last week. Small league, but still. Huge. Sure. I was Huge. pretty excited about it. Anecdotally, I feel like I'm, I'm with you 100%. And, like, anecdotally, uh, like, I feel like every year I find some running back that ends up being, like, one of my two best running backs mm-hmm. for several weeks on just waivers. Yeah, yeah, that like the they, waivers, you know, working they, the waivers running backs just kind of kinda show up. Yeah, sometimes. it's it's a massive part of it, and especially now because offenses have gotten smarter. I mean, kind of your Debo argument. I I think, I think, I've been shocked when you get into the fifth and sixth round of drafts this year. I've I've done two drafts. Mm-hmm. How shallow it feels, and and maybe that's an every year thing because maybe you view yeah. some guys as starters and you don't view other guys as starters. And when you're in that fifth, sixth round range, you're kind of like, whoa, I'm going to have to start one of these guys and they're not nearly as impressive mm-hmm. as your other guys, which it just, it just makes sense. Um, I, I'm a little, I'm not as gung-ho as you uh, on the wide receiver early route just mm-hmm. because I think the league has become such a passing league that when we get into those deeper ranks of wide receivers, and whether we're talking Mike Williams with the Chargers, um, Terry McLaurin, uh, you know, who knows, you know, a couple wild cards, A.J. Brown in Philly this year, D.K. Metcalf, and a couple of guys that I've ended up staring straight in the face and I've ended up making moves on, and we mentioned one of these guys briefly beforehand, Amon Ross St. Brown, yes. who broke out towards the end with Detroit last year, and... Gabe Davis with Buffalo. I'm mm-hmm. interested to get your thoughts on mm-hmm. him because he had the monster playoff, like <laughs> as monster of a game yep. as you can possibly have. Um, I guess my thing is I would rather, we're talking about you know ESPN rankings. Amon Ross St. Brown is ranked 23. Gabe Davis is ranked 28th. Allen Robinson is ranked 27th. Allen a Robinson. lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of people. Is Gabriel are drink- Davis ranked higher than Allen Robinson? They have him one below. Allen Robinson has like... Two like two nearly a hundred catch seasons on his resume. I want you to guess, Jake. Yeah. Don't drink the Kool Aid off the playoff game. So right. I want you to guess. Right. Gabriel Davis has been in the league for two years. 2020, 2021. What is his best season reception wise? I mean, honestly, the number. 
I would guess because he did have a couple good games leading up into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was before that. There wasn't a lot of Gabe Davis going around. I will say this could be wildly off. I'll go thirty-five. You are insane. <laughs> 2020 and 2021, 35 catches each yeah? season. <laughs> that's really fucking crazy. That was crazy. so random. That was, I was crazy. So random. I can't believe that's right. I thought um, you were about to say like 50, 55, and I'd be like, no, it's 20 less. The thing with Gabriel Davis, yeah. and I guess maybe this is why he's getting a lot of love, he had seven touchdowns and six touchdowns. Uh, so, I mean, if you get right. touchdowns, you know, uh, that that's that's huge in fantasy. But also, touchdowns are so unpredictable, and that's yeah. the part of the, you know, part of the, you know, the Justin analytics in me where... I don't have the numbers as to why they're random, but they are just flat out random in the NFL. I mean, you know, you can have wide receivers that are tackled inside the five yard line like three, four times, you know, in a given season. And then the running back scores those three, four touchdowns, but then you give the running back credit for the good fantasy season. So it's like, you got to look at the nuance of every single team. Mm. So my own thing, Allen Robinson, like he has those seasons where he is an alpha number one wide receiver. Last year, the Bears... Yeah. Bad offensive line, different quarterbacks. Nagy's at getting out of town. Everybody knew that was going to be bad. Justin Fields is taking sacks left and right. The offensive line is terrible. I think I think Robinson was playing on the tag, so he kind of he kind of banked mm. it in a little bit. He suffered some injuries too. So I think Al Robinson, new team. Um, I think he's kind of on a team friendly deal. No, don't know that contract on top of my head, but I think he's kind of back. Um, you know, you know the you know the role that Odell played towards the latter part of the season yeah. as being like this ultra red zone guy. You know, Odell yeah. didn't do like awesome work, you know, between the 20 and the 20, but inside that 20 yard line, inside the, the green zone, um, did a lot of good work. I think Allen Robinson is going to feast in that area. So, I mean, keep that in mind. Gabriel Davis, guy that I'm, I'm staying away from Gabriel Davis just because of the hype of that playoff game. is right. like It's putting him way too high in these fantasy rankings. Each year he's had 35 catches in yeah. his career. And I don't really see them be that being a major change in that Bills offense because there's still Stefan Diggs. You still have Dawson Knox the tight end. You still have um Emmanuel Emmanuel Sanders out there. Um, I, I so. guess I, I guess in that argument, I mean Dawson Knox, okay. I mean it, Josh Allen and the Bills are gonna be passing a lot. They're also but they are gonna run the ball more. They're gonna run it more. Brian Brian Dables with the Giants now. It's not like there is some become, tension. It's not like they're gonna become a running football no. team. It's Josh Allen. He's the guy that's he's been the number one quarterback pick in mm-hmm. every fantasy league. Um not every fantasy league. I'm sure there's still some strong Mahomes people out well, there. Well he should but, be with his running ability. But Josh Allen, they're gonna be throwing the ball a lot. And mm-hmm. You went from Stefan Diggs, who I agree. Stefan Diggs is awesome. I love him. Nasty. To Dawson Knox and Emmanuel Sanders. This Bills team has been waiting for a real number two. Yeah. And I think Gabe Davis, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I have him as one of the bigger boomer bust guys this year. Yep. And when I, when I do fantasy, and maybe it's how I live my life, I'm going boomer bust. Because end of the day... Like we talked about with free agent streamers, which become a huge part of fantasy football. If I have a Gabe Davis hit, awesome, good, yeah. cool. If it's week four and Gabe Davis stinks, you're going to be able to pick up someone on the waiver wire the yeah. next week. But also, I mean, he is ranked 47th in ESPN, and I have him on on my on my kind of board. I have him like 79th. Okay. And guys like Chris Olave and Adam Thielen are are near him, are, yeah. are, are right around that mark. And that's fair. Like, oh, he, sneaky rookie of the year pick, by the way. Offensive rookie of the year. Chris Olave. I know there's a lot of Jets fans, and, you know, you have, you have Brees Hall out there, but Chris Olave with the Saints. 
um, could be a sneaky rookie of the year pick. I think he's I think he's gonna have a pretty solid year. So I like know. that, um, and that's where I think Gabe Davis is. I don't think he's a top fifty fantasy player. I think that's I think that's really really wild to to, to put him up there. But I, we'll we'll see. We'll see your wide receiver two theory. I think that opinion is more than fair. Um, I I think it's just it's boomer bust mm-hmm. and, and absolutely and we'll find out and hey double digs and Gabe Davis if you can get open and make it look it would be great if you can replicate like that playoff game every every day, day. <laughs> every that would be that'd probably be pretty big that'd be awesome um I don't know a- any wide receivers that you feel like you need to get off your chest before we maybe move to the running backs um Michael Pittman Jr. if you can get, I don't know how I feel about him in round two but round three if he's there hoping okay. that he falls to me. Um, Matt Ryan makes wide receiver number ones. (laughs) Julio Jones is on his own level. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I don't think Calvin Ridley is like top tier cream of the crop, but his numbers were top tier cream of the crop, right? Look at, look at uh, Julio Jones's pro football reference page sometime. Yeah. And you're going to be amazed. 2014, he had 163 targets. Okay. That's, that is alpha number one wide receiver numbers. 2015, he had 203 targets. Yeah. Mind-boggling. My, I can't even, I can't even, like, think of your favorite team, if you have a favorite team, and, like, think of when you had a number one wide receiver on your team, be like, wow, he just gets targeted all the time. Probably gets 100, 120 targets. Julio's getting 160, 200 in a span of a couple of years. And then, you know, so I mentioned it with Calvin Ridley now. Now he's in a system... You know, he, he left Arthur Smith's system in Atlanta. Now he's in a system that I think is you're going to see a little bit of a Matt Ryan kind of comeback. So Matt Ryan makes wide receiver number ones. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. is no Julio Jones, but I think for third round value, Michael Pittman Jr. is going to put up some some decent numbers this year. And who else is going to get those targets in that Colts offense? I know they have what Parrot. You know, they have Campbell coming out of the slot. Mm. Um, they have. Um, uh, Alec Pierce on the outside, who's going to be competing for some wide, re- wide receiver two reps as well. So Michael Pittman Jr. is the clear number one on that offense. Well, speaking of clear number one, and that's how you segue in the biz, Jonathan oh. Taylor in that mm. offense uh, is the number one running back off the board this year. Uh, huge year last year. And kind of like we're talking about, as you mentioned, Michael Pittman um, and an older Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor will be fed the rock. Um, yep. People, you know, it's so funny that the Colts, you know, it's been a running joke for a few years now that they, they figured out an offensive line after Andrew Luck. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a shame, it's man. Sad. It's such a shame. There's, I see the sadness in you. Um, again, these early running backs, a lot of it comes down to your draft position. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you're, you're one in the top three slots, you're having conversations about Jonathan Taylor, uh, Derrick Henry, Eckler, not McCaffrey for Justin Pennick. No. Um, I still like Dalvin Cook. I'm a, I'm a sucker for him as everything I said bad about the Vikings. I think Dalvin Cook is really good. It's just injury risk and get Madison if you get him. Cause guess what? Madison's kind of a stud too. I, I think that's what the Vikings, those two and Madison, uh, those two and, uh, Jefferson. Mm-hmm. That's the sauce. Yeah. Madison's got a little handcuffed. Oh him. dude. If, if there was a couple weeks when Dalvin Cook got ruled out and I had Madison and I was like almost not more excited, mm-hmm. But Madison goes, so uh, that's... Change of pace. Nice little change of pace. Can we talk about my Giants for a hot sec? Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, the run, your running back. That's what I want to talk has about. Has been a hot topic uh, in fantasy football His circles. His PPPs today for talking Giants. Oh, would you look PPP at this? How about that? Uh, well, 
Uh, Saquon Barkley, currently on ESPN, he's ranked the number 17 running back, 33rd overall. Right behind Zeke Elliott. That's right. Which I feel like that might have changed recently. I know Zeke's kind of on the way down. And people are liking how Saquon has looked, so I I will let you go, Justin. You know what? Yeah. I'll go first because you asked me to go first. Because I I wanted to hear what you had to say first. I have Saquon on my board 12th. Okay. I have him 12th, which I feel like that's fair. So it's RB7. What, ESPN says RB what? (gasps) RB17, you said? 17. Yeah. This is non this is I'm going non PPR by the way. So that could be changing the list okay. a little bit. Okay. Can you see if you can go I'll say some things go, go PPR because I'm I'm just I'm just curious. Right. Um <laughs> so I want to I want to make this clear. Um I did not like Saquon Barkley as the draft pick before you say that Justin's a homer blah blah blah. I did not like Saquon Barkley the draft pick. Um they even if Saquon Barkley was 14th. Off, 14th. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's it's not even so not I, great. Yeah. No. Um even if Saquon Barkley like goes off this year, which we have to define what go off right. means, um, even if he goes off this year, um, I still don't think the Giants should extend him because I just don't, I don't think Hell running yeah. back extensions in the NFL, th- they've worked. Now, I think there have been some things in the NFL where it shifted. It shifted towards giving the wide receivers an insane amount of money and kind of fading the running backs a little bit. So there may be a little bit you know, of a return to normal market value for Saquon Barkley. Um, but second year coming off the ACL, which there is uh, fantasy data, fantasy research out there, the people that I subscribe to that talk about how the second year coming off the ACL is when you are physically at your best. Yeah, because yeah. last offseason, you're rehabbing the knee. You're not thinking about your body. You're thinking about when am I going to be ready? How careful should I be? How hard should I push, et cetera, et cetera? Hard to trust it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that got to Saquon. Like Saquon Barkley, you know, I follow the Giants in and out, and every every athlete, I'm sure, has a certain mindset. But Saquon Barkley, especially just as an athlete and as a person, um, thinks in a very particular kind of way where confidence is very, very key for him. And if he does not have that confidence, and he did not have that confidence in him last year, he looked bad. He was a bad running back last year. It wasn't even just the injuries. It wasn't just the ankle injury that he suffered after Dallas, the Dallas game too, and then he missed a couple of games. He was just a bad running back last year. Um, bad offensive line, which right. somehow last year's offensive line was the worst of his entire career. Um, you look at the yards before contact. Um, the you, know, you can find this stuff in the advanced section of pro football reference. Yards before contact is like less than two, you know, around that two yard mark where if you look at like the San Fran running backs, their running backs, you know, before they're being even touched on average, they're going over three yards, which is insane cuckoo numbers like that offense line is really good. So this is the best run blocking offensive line that Saquon Barkley this year is going to be operating under. It's also the best play callers and it's the best offensive scheme. You have Mike Kafka coming over from Kansas City, you have Brian Dable coming over from Buffalo. I mean, literally the, the two offensive minds and from the two teams that you want right. on a team, the Giants have right now. Um, and Saquon Barkley, with the wide receiver depth that the Giants also have as well, he's going to be getting a shit ton of targets in the receiving game too. Both used as a legit receiver out of the backfield, yeah. split out wide, and as a check down uh, option for Daniel Jones. So I do think Saquon Barkley is going to have a really solid year. And I'm saying this as... If he's drafted in the second round of your fantasy, like he, if he's there in the second round and you, and you have your buddies that, you know, you have fantasy football league where they're not seeing Saquon Barkley down ranked 33, I think that is way too low. Um, draft him in the second round. I'm not going for him in the first, but draft Saquon Barkley in the second round and feel really, really good about it. Because really, this is just the game of football. I'm not going to stress myself over injuries. 
Saquon Barkley's two ankle injuries that he suffered in 2019 and then last year happened when the ankle just twisted the wrong way. That's going to happen in football. And I'm going to go crazy if thinking about if I should predict that or how to predict that. The ACL happened. Hopefully that does not happen again to the other knee or whatever. Two years off the ACL, usually the data shows and the athletes show that the guy is at their peak physical form. So how, how, are, you, how are you thinking about Saquon Barkley heading into this year? Because I'm curious, just as a Giants fan who looks at this guy every day. For a fantasy football pick, late in the second or early in the third, I think there's a good Saquon argument. Um, because, like, let's see. This is kind of the do-or-die year, mm-hmm. right? Like, if Saquon... Contract th- year. If, if he throws up a dud this year, like, Saquon Barkley, the thought of him being Saquon Barkley is out the window. Yeah. Like, the powerful thighs, the, the crazy running back that we remember. Um, like, this is it. Yeah. You know? So... You're right. They have brought in some offensive gurus. Mm-hmm. Dable and Kafka, I believe Northwestern quarterback, yeah. Mike Kafka. Yeah. Remember A couple that. bald dudes. Remember that. Um, and when you're still looking at the Giants offense, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, if Saquon is Saquon Barkley, he's still the guy that I want the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully Galladay has some sort of bounce back, and I like <sighs> Shep. Um, but Saquon Barkley, that's a guy you want to get the ball in his hands. Yep. You know, it, that would be, if I was one of the offensive head coach, that would be one yeah. of my game plans. And, and his, the way his um, attempts per game in 2018 was 16. His attempts per game in 2019 was like 18. I don't think he's going to see that volume in the rushing game. So, you know, he could end the season with 1,000 yards, 1,100 yards. And by the way, like end, a running back ending the season these days with 1,000 yards, 1,100 yards, you're still like top 10. Yeah. In rushing from the season. So, again, that's another that's another argument for wide res- pushing wide receivers up. Because okay. running backs aren't getting the ball as much. Um, but it's also why Saquon Barkley has value, that he's going to get the ball in the receiving game. And I think he is really going to be that option. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see, man, because I, I, I don't want to do this to you. It's, it's the, it's, you know, preseason football. It's a time of optimism. Mm-hmm. You come off the draft, and we've got new coaches and everything. Mm-hmm. Um there's risk with any football player. If Saquon Barkley in the second week has an ankle thing and the offense isn't clicking and a story that's told in Giants Which land. Which likely to happen. Like <laughs> I've seen that story play out a lot. <laughs> that I wouldn't be surprised at all. Mm-hmm. Could Saquon Brock... Broccoli. Saquon, Saquon Broccoli. Broccoli. That's how we teach kids to take their vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> um, could, he, could he be a fringe first-round running back Next year, depending what goes on, if yep. he has a nice year and either gets franchised or he whatever happens. Yep. Yeah, like you could see that happening. He could have a better season than Javante Williams. He could have a better season than DeAndre Swift on Detroit. Um, so, yeah, I I think there's, there's boomer bust potential with Saquon. I do, unfortunately, think, depending how your board falls, like the bust potential... Being the Giants yeah. and being Saquon's history there is more has of to a, be higher yeah. than the boom. There is more of a reason to believe that. Because it's just flat out. It's been the last two years. It's been last year. He was not a good running back. 2020 with the torn ACL. And then even 2019 missed time due to an injury. 2021 missed time due to an injury. There is more reason as an outsider, unbiased person to think that Saquon Barkley is not going to go off. But again, I think it's about value. Like if Saquon Barkley is there for you in like the second, third round, like it's, it's tough to pass that up. Um, especially like if you're, if you're like me, somebody who went 
who, who went wide receiver. Um, well, and that that's I, and I would listen to I'd listen to the argument because someone like Aaron Jones in Green Bay, who's who's been a stud, great transition. Uh, but he has you know AJ Dillon. I love man. I love and, both of them. Right, and that's where both. but that's where it gets super tricky with. But fantasy. they are so they. I love how the coaching staff came out and said. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are one A, like both of them. Right, one A. So I, I love, I love both of them. Who is Aaron Rodgers throwing the football to? Yeah, he is going to be throwing the football to AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Yeah, he has Sammy Watkins. Tough. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> you know, um, Randall Cobb, thirty plus year old yeah. Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Christian Watson's a, a rookie. Um, Romeo Dubas, not even saying his name right, is a rookie too. That was, you know, day two, day three pick. Aaron Rodgers has came out and said that these young wide receivers, they need time. And he is very, very particular. If there's one thing you got to know about Aaron Rodgers, he's very, very particular on who he throws football to. He's going to make it work because he's Aaron Rodgers. doesn't matter if Sammy Watkins is out there and he has an awesome week. Remember how Sammy Watkins has an awesome week one every year? Yeah. And then you know, he just stinks God, for the rest Sammy of the year. Watkins, so, um, you know, that's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is going to make it work. But also, even with Devontae Adams in Green Bay's world last year, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, both equally fantasy relevant, both like top 10 in rushing yards. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon had like similar rushing yards last year, both of them getting rushing touchdowns, and then both of them involved in the receiving game too, and that was in a Devontae Adams world. This is a Devontae Adams-less world. Right. I am heavily invested, especially in A.J. Dillon. Like A.J. Dillon right now, I I think right now, he is, my guess is 110th. He is 104th in fantasy. I have him like 55th okay. on my board. And I will take him there. I'm not even, I may not even play a game Friday on my draft of, oh, let's wait and see how long I can wait. He is a sure thing. He's going to be getting the football. And AJ Dillon is the best handcuff that you can have in fantasy football. Because he's actually not a handcuff because he's part of the legit rotation that yeah. isn't Green Bay. But also, if Aaron Jones ever does get hurt, he is like right. a top-tier running back. Right. And you can grab him start. in like, what, sixth, seventh, eighth round. Yeah. So I think some, some of the Tony Pollard stands would, would stand up and say, I can be your, I can be your best yeah. handcuff ever. But we'll see. I mean, that, that's a separate argument. Um, and yeah, I, I guess going back to my... My running back conversation before the two the two drafts I've currently had I had the one pick so it's Jonathan Taylor and mm-hmm. you know you just wash your hands and you say all right thank you d- done wham you. come again wham bam thank you man what um and then in my second lead I was the fifth pick and I took Dalvin Cook and I liked Dalvin Cook and yeah. I I got the hand was Eckler available Madison available um I believe Eckler was off the board I okay. can double check that all right right on um and I love Eckler I. I have a weird thing with... I love Eckler. Yeah. I mean, even watching Eckler play is it's awesome. Fun. He's it's just fun. a pinball. It's It looks kind of unreal. With the shaved look, I think that plays into the pinball Bino look. Um, but he... Um, I don't... Didn't they draft a running back? Or, they or did, but I'm not worried about You're that. You're no? Okay. I'm not worried about that at all. No Eckler fears? I guess no. who's, who's, your, who's your first round... The first round running backs are... Taylor, Henry, Eckler, McCaffrey, Cook, Mixon, and then Najee, Kamara, and Swift kind of on the outside yep. looking in. Who's who's like who's your biggest no on that list? My biggest no. Well, I mean, I have Eckler, 
Henry Cook as after Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Like I have Eckler's RB2. Again, McCaffrey is a McCaffrey's do not down draft. For you. I have him second. Sure. Just for purposes, I'm going to cross his name out when he's drafted on my spreadsheet. Right. Um, but it just I'm they, hoping he slips to you. So you do, have to have a So I have to have that yes, discussion. Have with a come myself. to Jesus yeah. moment. No, I'm if he if he does, uh, I'll give you a fat fat kiss on the lipstick. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> All right. Austin Eckler. I gotta text the guys in your league. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook. Uh, excuse me, Austin Eckler, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook. That's why I have him in order. So, but again, like it's a, it's. I just feel that much better about Justin Jefferson, like being available, whether it is pick two or pick five, like any anywhere in that range that those guys could be available. It's. I just feel that much better about Justin Jefferson. But I'm also very, very happy with again with like if you end up with Cook at five, great. Henry at five, great. Right. They're going to give him the ball. These guys are going to get the ball one way or another, whether it's rushing attempts or in the receiving game. Cook's going to probably get more receptions this year just because of that new offense too. So, and who's um I, I guess some deep cut running backs, mm. which uh is is a brutal game to play. Um, you know the running back position doesn't well, it, it actually does. You end up taking your flyers guys or one guy gets hurt if cam Akers gets hurt then what's daryl henderson jr stuff like that so you know there's obviously the handcuffs i, I guess i'm trying to get into oh, damian pierce has been Ooh, a sexy name lately you you um, have been reading me like rashad penny is is unsexy for a lot of people but he he stumbles into one one or two here and there so i guess if you're looking for that that second running back to fill out later in the draft, or maybe a flex guy, mm-hmm. or who's jumping out from there? Damian Pierce, yeah. I love. Now the worry is, is with Damian Pierce is a couple weeks ago he was like, oh, is Damian Pierce going to get carries? Marlon Mack is also involved. Marlon Mack cut, so now it's Damian Pierce mania. He's up to 80th right on ESPN's lineup, which I have. I have him at 104th, which I mean, I. I feel good with like, you know, what what's the next like I feel better Damian Pierce, I feel better about Damian Harris. Like, sorry, you're the you know, Damian right. Harris is the lesser Damian. Um Josh Jacobs, feel better about Damian Pierce than Josh Jacobs. So, you know, okay. all these guys that are like maybe conventionally ahead. I even feel like Damian Pierce, I feel kind of better about Kareem Hunt. You know, Damian Pierce okay. is Damian Pierce is clear cut number one. The problem with Damian Pierce is that he's on a terrible team. Like right. <laughs> the Texans yeah. are a terrible, terrible team with a not good offensive line. I do love Kenyon Green, though. Love Kenyon Green. Big, big, uh, big. Uh, he's a big fan of us, by the way. He follows Bobby Skinner. Bobby that? Skinner did a film breakdown on him and he retweeted it, which which was nice. Yeah. And then, then gave us a gave us a nice foul. So Kenny Green's going to be starting at guard for them, and he's going to be opening up some holes. Already has done it in the preseason for Damian Pierce, but still the, re- the offensive line's relatively bad. But again, like who somebody is going to do something in the Houston offense. Somebody right. has to do something, and Damian Pierce is going to be that guy. Um, he even was an efficient pass catcher um, out of the backfield in Florida. Never really got the sole number one running back job in Florida. Um, so he doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires, and a lot of people are hating him because he doesn't have good stats, but the efficiency numbers are pretty, pretty good for Damian Pierce. So I'm buying his hype, but the problem is, is that everybody else is buying his hype. Yeah. Um, I love uh, – I'm going to get this guy's name wrong. Okay. Ramondre Stevenson mm. from New, New England. England. Um, I like Damian, Damian Harris too. Damian Harris was like my guy last year that uh, I, I drafted him in the middle of the draft, and I felt good starting him week one, which Damian Harris was hot and cold. Um, depending on the week, you know, mostly was pretty reliable as RB2. But Stevenson is more of a three-down back, um, and there's some things being figured out in that New England backfield with some injuries. It's always risky to draft New England sure. running backs just because 
they always like to use three, four of them every single year. But Stevenson is the most complete one. And you know, usually if guys that, you know, if they're going to be out there on third down and they can kind of give you some little bit of rushing upside, even rushing in the, in the red zone, um, those are guys that you typically want to invest in. So those are, those are two guys. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, let's see. Is there anyone that's no, I, I, I think, I think I'm good there. I, I think again, a lot of those top 15, 12 running backs, your draft position somewhat dictates where you have to look and mm-hmm. then you have to pick pick your guy from there. But more than past years, another reason why I'm taking wide receiver, like I want to take wide receiver first round, I feel a little bit better with the way that everything has swung in a lot of these rankings. And it's it's really okay. the pre-draft rankings that kind of decide. <laughs> it's like, where are you going to take? It's not like, you know, we're NFL teams where we all have... We all have our own boards, right? If we all had our, our own boards, um, I'm sure there are some fantasy leagues that do that. And if you do do that, hit me up because I want to join it. Um, <laughs> that's like awesome. Justin but um, will be joining your league. The way that everything has kind of swung with putting some wide receivers, like I'm not touching Tyree Kill. Yeah, I'm I know we didn't even Tyree mention Kill. him, and I, I think yeah. it's you because know. nobody knows. I'm not touching him. Um, nobody knows. You know, I, I like, I, I think Tua gets a lot of hate. I think undeservedly gets a lot of hate. Tua's uh, had to operate with some pretty bad, you know, situations. Brian Flores can never find an offense coordinator. The owner was also telling Brian Flores to lose games. Lose games. Um, Brian Flores might have even told Tua Tagovailoa that I don't even like you. We should have drafted yeah. Herbert. It's like all these wild things out of Miami. Um, and I think Tua's been dealt a bad hand. And also a really bad offensive line where he's had to just get rid of the ball so quick the last couple of years where hopefully he doesn't need to do that this year. But I'm still like Tyreek Hill for where he's being slated right now what i think like 17th you know somewhere in the teens he's being slated according to espn that's still a little a little too high for me so with these all these wide receivers being pushed up some of them like chase and jefferson i think deservedly so the running backs have kind of fallen a little bit and there's some decent good value that you can get again i think it's like it's a tight window you mentioned that's tight like after that fifth round you're looking at your board and you're like, sheesh. You know? Right. Now we're at a point in fantasy draft where we're hoping that everybody can just get it over with. Don't take up the two <laughs> minutes that you're on your yeah. clock and let's and let's get the fuck home. So two minutes. Those ones get long quick. They, they do get long. I'm a man. You gotta talk. You gotta get inside I've seen people's people heads. Down to 30. Um let's do quarterbacks. Let's do quarterbacks. Um quarterbacks. And again, well, I this mean, can segue us into uh, my Super Bowl pick. Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Kyler. Then Hurts, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Dak, Burrow, Rodgers is a is a fun little mix there. Um, you know, a classic fantasy. I think everyone says like I'm going to wait on the quarterback, and then if you see one there, you start getting a little itchy and mm-hmm. you make your move. Um, I man, I don't know. We already talked about Russ a little bit. Uh, I guess do a little love hate of those kind of like top seven or eight guys, uh, and then. I think the fun conversation really comes down to from Trey Lance to about Justin Fields. Um, but do do kind of those top 10 who, mm-hmm. and again, like we've said multiple times, value becomes yeah. the overlying word. But who, who do you like? Who don't you like? How do you feel about Trey Lance and what's going on in San Fran? I have no idea. I, I still like the concept of Trey Lance. Um, and it's just because every year we see the quarterback happens. Like, if you ask me where I was on between Trey Lance this year and Jalen Hurts last year, I would have been on higher on Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. 
And Jalen Hurts ended up having a fine fantasy season because if you have the legs and you can find the yes. end zone here and there with your legs, you're going to be a fine fantasy quarterback. And I feel like we've seen it for the past, whether you're going Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think back to previous years. Like, I guess when Dak kind of broke out, it, yeah. it wasn't necessarily because of his legs. But when you have that option, it just makes you so much so much better of a chance for a fantasy football option that if one of those guys and it's becoming quarterback time, whether it's round seven or eight or or wherever you are, and you see one of those guys, you might as well take the chance because it's got you haven't you cannot be good at quarterback on an NFL level, but you could be good on a fantasy level. I am interpreting the Jimmy Garoppolo contract situation. Not as any indictment towards Trey Lance, but for some reason, and I and I could be wrong, but for some reason, people are interpreting them keeping Jimmy Garoppolo, not just flat out cutting him, as it's an indictment on Trey Lance. Right. Which I don't really get. We don't I mean, know. they traded they traded up to get Trey Lance. They clearly had Jimmy Garoppolo on the team. They make the playoffs every year. They, you know, what they make the NFC championship last year you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. They could have just, if they really didn't believe in Trey Lance, then they would keep Trey Lance as the second string. But they clearly tried it to trade Jimmy G, and they could have cut him if they want. I think they kind of just, we're a competing team, and we're giving ourselves options. Yeah. So, before all the Jimmy Garoppolo new contract stuff happened, and I thought that he wasn't going to be a 49er, I was all in on Trey Lance as, I think he can be like a QB1 this year in fantasy. Because if he can complete passes outside the numbers, which Jimmy Garoppolo could not, right? Like Jimmy Garoppolo, like watch the playoffs. I know Jimmy G was suffering with a little bit of an injury, but just watch him could not complete a pass outside the hashes. Everything was in the middle of the field. Everything was a drag route. Everything was yards after the catch. And this San Fran offense. This is why. This is why Shanahan is. I think he's the best offensive minded football. He just dictates the game. There is no other play caller, no other coach that dictates the game better on his terms offensively than what Kyle Shanahan does. And if Trey Lance can be an ounce, 10% better than Jimmy G, and also you mentioned rushing, ESPN projects Trey Lance to have 518 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. It's a game changer. Right. It's a game changer. Like I, Some of those running backs we just talked about won't have those stats no. this year. No, I mean, especially the touchdowns, too. Touch, again, touchdowns are tough. They're tough to predict. But, I mean, for quarterbacks, like, if that's an option inside the red zone where if you're not confident in your ability to throw it in the tight windows, tuck it and run. You know, there's going to be that space available for you. So if Trey Lance can add that element plus just be better than Jimmy Garoppolo, which I honestly don't think is a very high bar, like, I like Trey Lance. And I don't think, and I could be wrong, you know, interested to hear, you know, whatever anybody has to say, but I don't think the adding Jimmy Garoppolo back to the mix to be QB2 is an indictment on Trey Lance and them drafting him really high and then also them trading up to get him. So, And that's the yeah. part I don't know. I have a buddy who's a big Niners fan, and he he said, and I don't know if this was a throwaway line or, or what this was, but he was saying that you know the, the way they kind of restructured the contract, if like a Jimmy G trade could still happen, kind of like yes. what you were saying. Like it, I think they clearly looked for a Jimmy G trade. Nothing was there for them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, what's that mean? Does that mean you trade Jimmy G for less value than you think he has? Or if week three, 
a Super Bowl contender's quarterback goes down, you can go snag Jimmy G. I, yeah. I, and I, I think the contract has a no trade clause. Right. But I, you know, the free, he'll, um, he'll it, have the freedom to leave in but, 2023. But, but if you, talk, you know, I, I don't know all the comments. Nobody knows. Yeah, it's, the it's conversation crazy. It's between crazy. John Lynch, the Niners, and Jimmy G. But, you know, let, let's even say Green Bay. If, if Aaron Rodgers went down week two, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think Jimmy G's trade clause is like, I don't want to go to Green Bay. I think Jimmy wants G play. wants to play football yeah, and he'll, be a he'll lift it. He can, he so can lift it. Yeah. When Jimmy G with a no trade clause, mm-hmm. I think if, yeah, if Jimmy G... He knows if he gets to start. Do they really want Jordan Love? Because <laughs> no team is going to trade for Jimmy G to be their highly paid backup. No. So, yeah, if you're Jimmy G and they say, hey, we're going to get a fourth round pick, you're going to go to Jacksonville and back up Lawrence, I think, I think that's the no trade clause he yeah. wants. I think even if, let's say, Trevor Lawrence got hurt this year and the Jags look a little more promising, I think Jimmy G would be like, I'm your starting quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. I want to play starting quarterback in the NFL. So um, you're right, and uh, maybe I shouldn't even be speaking that confidently about the situation, but... um, Can I end uh, off on... No, good. Good, BBD. Just... I made sure I got Trey Lance at least as as my backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. And like, Kyler, I have starting because he was still there in like the ninth. I was like, all right, I'll... Take him, and he has a chance to, to really fall off again, but I believe in him in his town or whatever. I was like, but Trey Lance is my backup. I think he's going to have a good year. I may get nuts. And I like all, the, my all the tools. I may get nuts. I'm uh, happy I have both. That would be nuts. So so for quarterbacks, because I think for fantasy, there's, there's usually not a lot of losses at quarterback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers being QB 11, there's going to be some days when he just lights up the field. Like, you know, at fantasy quarterback, you can figure it out pretty yeah. easily. I guess how deep of a cut can you get in the fantasy quarterback before getting horrified? And there's Trevor Ooh. Lawrence, I think, has an interesting argument this mm-hmm. year. Uh, Justin Fields is a lot more scary for me. Yeah, I'm I'm horrified Just, of the Bears. It's going to be super tough Even your to guy, evaluate him. Daniel Jones. Rushing upside. There's rushing upside. So I, even Tua. Tua. I see Tua rank 16 here. Like, if, if Tua is your starting quarterback... How horrified should you be? Or out of out of Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Fields, Daniel Jones. I honestly I feel good about Daniel Jones. Who was the third guy that you mentioned? Tua, uh-huh. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. I, I would Jones. prefer I would prefer Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I mean I, I put Daniel Jones second in that. Um yeah. no, I, I in the same in the same breath in the same sentence that I'm gonna say Trey Lance uh, could be a QB one in fantasy this year. I'm gonna say that you should maybe stay away from Tua because he comes from the Mike McDaniel system of things, and the I'm quarterbacks, the quarter, the quarterback has never really prospered fantasy wise in that system. But again, I think the 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 why Trey Lance is amplified and pushed up is because of the rushing upside, right? And the fact that he could put right. 500 yards on the ground for, and you know a couple touchdowns. Where Tua can run a little bit, but yeah, it's but not, not it's not, not red like zone that. running, not like it's that. not red zone. Yeah, running. yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. it's third and fifteen, yeah. pick up thirteen yards. Yeah, so. Um, um, I, yeah. I'll say this and it's, I was hoping, I was hoping you'd feed it a little more Trevor Lawrence. I think I'm going for this year. Mm-hmm. One of my leagues, I think I'm going to give him a shot to be my QB one. Um, and then if I need to make the emergency move to a, you know, uh, if you're in a 12 team league, you know, Derek Carr could be around either, or someone's backup. Yeah. Like if, if you need to really salvage your quarterback position, I think there are solutions. I want to give Trevor Lawrence a chance. Um, that final week was really nice. Mm-hmm. You know, a team with everything on the line against a team with nothing on the line, they won. He fell into 
one of the worst coaching situations <laughs> we've ever seen in football, like in football history. And uh, it's, really it's just bad. so funny how quickly we've come from him as one of the can't-miss guys, like Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, since Luck and a can't, Peyton. A can't-miss guy to how awful it went. And it was clear, it's not be. we don't know how much of it was due to him. No. But... I do know there was a lot that was there unrelated were some WTF. to him. Well, there were some WTF. Some Trevor of the Lawrence biggest moments. WTFs we've seen on a pro football field. Yeah, related yeah. To, to Urban. But Meyer. Doug Peterson should should do him good. And Doug you know, I mean, Peterson, you can, second year, that final game. I'm gonna I'm buying that stock. You can clown the Jaguars for doing some things that they did over the offseason. Um, old friend of the Giants program, Evan Ingram. Part of that, it's funny how he's just dropping passes left and right in camp, and it's like, well, this is just who he is. Shocking. Um, Christian Kirk overpaying for him, you know. So basically, here's the joke that I said that the Jaguars were doing this offseason. The Jaguars skill position players are the band of misfit toys of like fantasy football players that are going to break out every year. Mm. Marvin Jones, uh, Christian Kirk, Kirk. Uh, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram is, yeah. is, we've been waiting for the Evan Ingram breakout year every year since 2018. Um, and it just has, it just has not come. So all those guys in Jacksonville, you could tell, you could tell that joke to your friends. Um, you know, they're the band of misfit toys that it's like, just, they're going to break out every year. This yeah. guy's going to break out. This guy's going to break out in fantasy. So I'm excited to see Trevor Lawrence. He, he's got a shot. He's got a shot, which last year you couldn't say. And unfortunately, like a guy like Justin Fields is in that realm right now where he just does not have a shot with the surroundings that he has. I don't know what they're. Um, I don't know if they're clearly just really embracing the rebuild over there in Chicago. Can I talk about yeah. my Super Bowl pick? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll say anything on tight ends. I guess a deep cut tight end. We know the big guys, the big players. Are There's, still like no Kelsey, Andrew, Pitts, There's like no must draft. There's like no must draft tight ends. I kind of agree with you. Because um, the ones that are drafted really high, I think are drafted too high. George Kittle has been struggling with health the last couple of years, health the last couple of years. Um, Kyle Pitts is in a bad offense where Matt Ryan's throwing the ball. It's a lot different when Marcus Mariota is throwing right. the ball. And I know somebody has to get targets in that offense, yeah. uh, but still Kyle Pitts is like the number one threat. And I think NFL teams are going to try and really limit him because who else are you going to try and limit on that offense when Calvin really suspended for an entire year for throwing a thousand bucks on a game. Um, Anyway, yeah, I, no, I, <laughs> honestly, the the only one I saw, and it's it's obvious for kind of obvious reasons. I I think if you're looking for someone later, Hunter Henry, New England, yeah. Mac Jones in his second Irv Smith, year, Irv Smith in Minnesota it, is like okay, cool. It, Minnesota's it really gonna throw is the ball. crazy that there's um, I I don't know what you do with it. it. Pitts feels like he's in a bad situation. I mean, Mark Andrews and Kelsey. I, I feel like Kelsey's starting to get near a cliff. We'll see. Yeah, there's no Tyreek Hill. So I, it's like, well, I, what, you know, how are power teams going to play? Guy. I mean, I think Andy Reid, Andy Reid, no matter what's been thrown his way, and when you have Mahomes, a quarterback, they're going to be fine. But for fantasy wise, it's like, well, how are they going to, you know, how are the, you know, what, what are going to be the different ways in which they're going to operate? So tight, tight ends is one of those spots that I've been screwed in the past. But every year I just find myself saying, I'm just going to take a guy that it's like if they're there and I need a tight yeah, end man. and it's good, just, just I'm kind of do doing the same thing. I don't really like, reach. Float down the river and whatever rock you get stuck on, you know, talk yourself into that's Dalton That's another waiver Schultz wire. You, you kind of have to work TJ the waiver Hawkins. wire. See, that's the thing. For tight end, you if you're mentally ready for that, yeah, because that's kind of like that becomes an every week task mm -hmm. where I, do, I will admit George Kittle as the fifth ranked tight end here, 
to have him while he's healthy and then deal with the injury when it happens. Mm-hmm. I'm more wired that way. Yeah. That I'd I'd rather do that, but that's just me. Yeah. Um Panic, you have not a unique Super Bowl pick, but no. um, you know, not not one of the names that's there, I guess, at the end of the year every year. So mm-hmm. tell us who and tell us why. I love Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to go to the Super Bowl. Not know if they're gonna win. Sure. Screw it, they're gonna win it. Lamar Jackson's gonna win the Super Bowl this year. How about that? Okay. On the table. On the table. Um, and is it is this strictly because of Lamar? I mean the Orioles are or well, the Orioles, excuse me. The Ravens. Yeah, the are, Orioles. The Orioles, Orioles are back. Baltimore's back. Baltimore's baby. back. The the Ravens are a very well run franchise. Baltimore's They're hot. successful. Harbaugh. I mean, it, they've built their offense around Lamar, which mm-hmm. is that always makes me roll my eyes because it sounds so easy, but it's not. And it's just not. so many coaches and GMs are scared to do it, but they did it with well, Lamar's Lamar. also good too, which I don't Lamar's think he gets enough really credit. Good. I mean, you know, if Giant Giants Twitter, we all talk about how Daniel Jones is suffering from rookie year misconceptions about fumbling the ball, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, great. Daniel Jones has not been good. Lamar Jackson is legit still suffering from rookie year misconceptions of the whole. I can't tell you how many people I've said he's still he's a running back. You know he's he's not a quarterback. Every single year that Lamar Jackson has been a quarterback in the National Football League, the Ravens have added more and more to his plate. ESPN Fantasy projects him that he throws twenty three touchdowns. They must be predicting that he's going to miss games. His MVP year he threw thirty six. His twenty twenty year he threw twenty six. Last year. He threw 16 and 12 games, and he was even suffering with some injuries even while he was playing a little bit. Um, I am all in on Lamar Jackson this year. I think he's back. Um, don't know when this whole contract extension is going to get worked out. Right. I kind of hope he doesn't play on the contract. I want to see an Aaron Judge-like year from Lamar Jackson where he just goes <laughs> out and he you know, puts his nuts on the table yeah. saying, I'm going to have this year. I'm going to be that dude, and you're going to pay me as literally the best, highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League. They have, and like I said, they have added more and more downfield passing under snap, you know, putting his hands under center. They've added more and more to his game, that element, every single year. The offense has gotten more complicated. The offense has evolved as Lamar has evolved. They have a top 10 offensive line, you know, old friend of the program, Kevin Zeitler's in the interior, um, old friend of the you know, Giants, talking Giants program. Uh, the run, everybody got hurt last year. Everybody, right. including Lamar. And even when everybody getting hurt, there was a point where the Ravens were 8-4, and four, and they had a lot yeah. of wins that were last second, but they also had a lot of losses that were one-score games, and that came down to the wire. Now, you can argue it's, it's like this 50-50 game, and I feel like it's about narratives, right? You can argue that if a team has a lot of last-second losses or one-score losses, that, oh, it's due to switch the other right. way the next year. Or it's you know they're, they're, if they win a lot of their one-score games, oh, they're due to lose those games the next year. So there's a lot of that argument that goes around. But I'm buying Lamar Jackson. I'm buying the offensive line. I'm buying the running back room staying healthy. The thing that will hold them back and the reason why they will not win a Super Bowl is because they cannot evaluate wide receivers to save their life. Mm. And Rashad Bateman as wide receiver one and Mark Andrews as tight end one. Mark Andrews is awesome. They have Isaiah Likely also um, yeah. out of Coastal Carolina. Like they him. have, I think, Charlie Kohler, who I also loved out of Iowa State as well as there. So they have three tight ends, two rookies that are like super the awesome. Boyle. Um, Boyle. Boyle is also in there too. So... Um, the receivers will hold them back, if anything, but I'm buying uh, I'm buying the offense. They have a top five secondary. They have a 
one of the best head coaches in the National Football League that knows when to be aggressive, that knows not when that knows not when to hone it back a little bit too. Um, new defense coordinator, they're going to be running more too high this year instead of Wink Martindale, which you know he's the defense coordinator of the Giants now. Just blitz out of his mind and just he's going to dictate the pace of the game. They didn't want it to go away from that and they wanted to evolve where the NFL is going, prevent the explosive play and play more too high. Um, so I, I love where the Ravens are at, um, and I think they're going to take the AFC by storm this year, um, and I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm interested to see uh, Bengals, uh, like we talked about boomer bust running backs, whether Saquon, whether who else, anyone mm-hmm. in fantasy, Bengals have a little bit of that this year. You yep. just got to be honest about it. Like, it was a young team that got the Super Bowl taste. Do they elevate and go here, or mm-hmm. do they take the step back? So I love the Bengals. I love Zach Taylor. And so. then the rest of the division, I mean, you know, Cleveland's figuring it out at, at QB for most of the season. Um, and then Pittsburgh, same story. Yeah. So uh, the Ravens... Uh, I think their roster is sense. just very, very complete, except in an, you know, in an area that you really want to kind of be somewhat competent in, wide receiver. Wide receiver, um, they don't have the most impressive pass rushers, but I think if you have a, if you have a secondary that can kind of get you there, um, especially throughout the regular season... Um, that helps throughout the regular season. You kind of want more of a pass rush in the playoffs. That's what the latest trends have shown the last couple of years. Um, I'm, I just think they have a much more complete roster than what Cincinnati has. Like Cincinnati, they have a really good offense. That they have four. Cincinnati has four new starters on the offensive line. Let's see how they gel. Um, but I'm, I'm buying Ravens. Buy Lamar Jackson too. Fantasy. I like that. I like that a lot. QB one. Justin Panic. Awesome. You're the best. Thank you. Um, we are going to wrap it up. Uh, Bakers, thank you for baking the algorithm. Uh, the views and everything have been great lately. I know some of you, uh, a lot of baseball folk, but we're a lot of fantasy football folk too. And football season's here, and it's so exciting. Um, CJ Cable had a couple comments about Ichiro because last oh. episode we talked about Ichiro, and they said they need to get him an MLB the show. And I say, yeah, I agree. That'd be awesome. Um, and then they asked if they retired 51 for Randy Johnson for the Mariners too, and I don't know. I'm going to have to look into that. BBD is going to look it up really quick. Uh, We will, as we look that up, thank you guys for baking the algorithm. Like, leave a comment, review. Um, Can't appreciate you guys enough. Thank you to Justin Pennick. Make sure you tweet at him. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him what fantasy picks you like, what fantasy picks you absolutely hate. Please do. Um, They have not. They have not? They've only retired now for each hero, but before that, Edgar and... Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. Only retired so numbers. Look forward to that one day. People, thank you so much. We'll back, be back on Monday catching up on kind of everything baseball and where we're at with a month to go in the season. Oof. That is insane. Um, and then I think the following Wednesday there will be some Chris Rose stuff on there. So thank you, guys. Make sure you watch everything on John Boy Media. The Talking Giants, guys. If you like Justin Panic. You're going to really like them there. Saquon PPP. Saquon PPP today, Mm -hmm. it sounds like. Uh, And go check out everything they're doing leading up to the season. John Boy Jake TV, GeoGuessr and Baggage, the good stuff over there. Bino last night. Weekly Dumb Bino. If you didn't see the Bino stream, go watch that. Uh, The Floorball Finale. Kind of wondered if I was going to talk about it. I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I'm ready. Uh, Chris Rose rotation. And how about the Chris Rose football show? Huge. JM football. JM football. It's coming. Big year. Compound in half. Talking in. So it's strange. Gaming. Everything. We love you guys. We love you guys. We'll see you back Monday. I might sprint you back. 
Jade sucks. Bye. Love you guys.